This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Purple Daily is daily Vikings entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I will ride with this group. Seriously, man. Please. And away we go. You like that? You like that? You like that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Kirk Cousins, man. This is his time of year, baby. The Super Bowl media row stuff he's doing is just, it's its on. Justin Jefferson doing it. We're getting a lot, I mean, of, a lot yeah, of interesting like, stuff. The radio row stuff is interesting, but Kirk Cousins starring every year now with his shirt off at the NFL Awards oh, is even. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't think, I didn't think this one was, because it's not a surprise now. I was a little surprised. You know, he's coming off a torn Achilles. He's out there with Cam Jordan, who's. Been crapping on him on all these mic'd up clips that are floating around. Well, I mean, he's he's also showing you up on stage dancing that the Achilles is fine, right? Like if you were gonna if you were gonna short me ten mil, you think again. The Achilles is fine. Yeah. I'm dancing. Look at these magic mic moves right now. I'm a That's dancing right. machine. You want this in your locker room? And, and huh? look at the shape I'm in. <laughs> like I am ripped. I'm not he- sure if if you guys saw it, but Patrick Mahomes shirt off. Looks like a dad bod. Kirk Cousins shirt off. Looks like he belongs on the beach. Just like Kirk Cousins statistics and box score look wow. like an eight pack, oh, right? Oh they look like wow. an eight pack. We gotta go. We gotta go there. We got the team you know result what? is more of a dad bod. Unfortunately. You know what? After Thor's JJ McCarthy related appearance yesterday, who needs Kirk? Dude. Have you seen, so he, yeah, so Thor, Thor put that clip up on Twitter of him, his like three minute rant about how JJ McCarthy is a stud who's going to be top yeah. 12, right? And there's a huge fight that's been raging for 24 hours. And we're all tagged on this between like yeah. Michigan fans and people that there's like Ohio state fans in there that are arguing back. And it's hilarious. My timeline is an inferno of just <laughs> people trying to fight. And I'm like, I, I almost have nothing to do with this. Like, Thor's great. I love him. It's his take, but yeah, I can't even contribute really. Hey, on the Kirk thing, here's a question for you guys. If you're Kirk's agent and, you know, and once again, he, he was on McAfee yesterday and reiterating, they clearly have talking points, Kirk and his camp, reiterating again that we're really not going to know much until March because March is when everybody can start bidding, right? So he really wants to see what the market floats. If you're Kirk's agent in the presentation with the Falcons, Hey, I, we got to know how healthy our guy is. You show him some video from the Magic Mike dance, right? You show him. You you show if my guy can move like this on stage in front of a, a national audience right now. Why would you not give him forty five million dollars? You think there's an Achilles problem? Look at him move. <laughs> look at the shape. Was it a moonwalk? Look, at, look at that. Right. This there. guy is in fantastic shape. That that's scar too. He I'm showed saying. on McAfee was. Bruce, I mean that—that's a scar, man. Did you guys see the, how he like showed up his yeah. foot to the camera? I and mean, that thing is, ugh. yeah, they got to go in and fix that sucker. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a battle wound for sure. Hey, before we get to feedback Friday here and uh, turn this show over to you guys and get to as many of your hot takes and reckless speculation and whatever's in this bin today, a shout out to Quick Trip presenting Purple Daily all throughout this 2023-24 season. So you're driving home tonight and you need gasoline. Just like Declan did uh, yesterday. Yesterday when he allowed the he allowed it to get a little bit low. Well, guess what? You are going to go to Quick Trip because that is where you are going to get the only quality gasoline guarantee in town. That's right. What goes in your tank 
you are guaranteed it's going to be top shelf stuff. And then, as you just saw, you're like, oh, but Judd, you're talking about gasoline. What about that food I just saw? Well, that's Quick Trip, too. That's Quick Trip, too. All of this you can get breakfast, lunch, dinner, mealtime. Ladies and gentlemen, just got a whole lot easier, a whole lot simpler. Chicken, bacon, mac and cheese, fettuccine Alfredo with grilled chicken, spaghetti and meatballs. We're not talking the normal quick stop stuff. We're talking the good stuff. Quick Trip is your headquarters for taking care of everything at once. All right, let's get to some of the feedback Friday here from you crazy Vikings fans. Um, Nate Voles chimes in and says, I was listening to Kirk's interview with the McAfee show. And he said that his job is between September and January. His agent's job is from February to training camp. Now, I did not see this particular chunk of the interview. Can we, we, so you can verify that he did oh, say yeah. this? Okay. Yeah, so that's what he said. So his job is September through January. His agent's job is from February until training camp. And Nate says, hey, Kirk, Super Bowls are played in February, not January. Your job shouldn't end with the regular season if you want to win a Super Bowl. Oh, now I saw this. And in fairness, Kirk basically said the free agency period is when my guy, Mike McCartney, shines. And then he did say, I come back then in the spring because that's when the camp start. Um, and, he, and he's trying to get back. For, he's telling everyone. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming back for OTA midi camps yeah. like May June. Yeah, so yeah, you're you're right. He did not say the month of February, but I'm going to give Kirk a, a pass here. He was his point was uh, was that look, and but I mean, this is what we've known too. This, I will say this: the interpretation. If you want to go uh, conspiracy theories too strong, if you if you want to try to like parse apart his words, it's not the fact he said or didn't say. February, it's this. And we've talked about this before. You know, for all of those who say, well, yeah, but I mean, I think Kirk would give the team a deal, right? Like, I think Kirk would, would cut the team a deal. It's not really how this thing operates for Kirk. Like, well, and it, it would be happening in February. Right. But I mean, I'm also saying when you are basically like, my agent takes the wheel, you know, God takes control. In this case, the agent takes control. You are saying, I sit back and wait for what Mike McCartney tells me, not yeah. I not I call Mike and say, I really want to stay in purple. Let's cut the, these guys a deal. So if I'm going to parse apart his words, that I think is accurate. Kirk Cousins, businessman, McCartney, businessman, business proceeds like trying to help your team with your contract. No, I think, I think that's a good way to frame it, which is if, put it this way, the Vikings have made some sort of offer, even going back to last year. And I don't doubt that the Vikings want him back on their terms. Their terms are probably a year-ish guaranteed, you know, $30 million a year, we'll say, something like that. And if Kirk really didn't care about the gap between, let's say, $30 million a year and whatever he thinks the market could get him, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, whatever, like, if he didn't care about that gap, he would sign with the Vikings like Drew Brees signed back with the Saints before yeah. hitting free agency six years ago, right? And so um, you're right. It's, it's, a, it's, an, it's a great way for him to kind of create some separation and say, hey, man, listen, like all this stuff is kind of out of my control. My agent kind of just handles this stuff. And, you know, however it plays out, it plays out. He, he's great at creating distance. Mm -hmm. And he's great at kind of, hey, you know what, like, if I'm not back with the Vikings, it's not it's not my fault, you know, it's just my agent was doing business and the Vikings didn't step up to the plate, right? Is there an athlete, or at least is there an NFL player right now who does a better job currently at crafting his image than Kirk Cousins does? Boy. And it's sort of evolved from the Netflix thing, so I don't personally think he, he did as good a job or even close, but since the Netflix thing is there an is there a player in that league who you think who you think sends a really sanitized good looking as far as like oh yeah this guy's impressive message uh than kirk travis kelsey yeah, good point i i yeah i mean i feel like that's more genuine but you're right and it might not be i think it is but yeah well he's been very strategic that's a good one very strategic with one. the way that he's built up his profile over yep. the years. But I think I'll flip no, it this right. way and say, I can't think of a quarterback that's had less team success 
but more national great press and money than Kirk Cousins. Like if you if you took every quarterback in the last twenty or twenty five years, mm-hmm. and on and on one part of the scale it was team success, and you and, and you're not fully responsible for all team success, but you are the thing that moves the needle the most for team success. NFL quarterback, right? So on one side it's team success, and then on, on the other side it's how much money you make, how many national endorsements you get, how many national docu-series you get with Netflix, all these things. Sure. I don't know that there is a wider gap among any quarterback in the last 20 or 25 years. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's he's never come close to an NFC championship game. And he's made a quarter of a billion dollars playing football. But he's also right now, it feels like, for the most part, loved by a lot of people as well yeah but he can he can be all these things too like he can he can be fun and showing this side of his personality and go shirtless on national tv and you know he he can be a likable figure you know there's room for like three or four different things in this Kirk Cousins stew but it's just and by the way he's made a quarter of a billion dollars and he's about to get another like 80 million dollar bag at age 36 coming off an Achilles because of all these other things right he's He's a great guy in the locker room and he is very likable and he's very sanitized and he's, you know, he's got a big smile and he's going on Pat McAfee and doing all these things. Like it's yeah, he's brilliant. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Um, let's see here. Matt Hansen says you guys have done a lot of talking about what the Vikings should do at quarterback, but one scenario I think you've missed is a worst case scenario. Let's just say, Kirk gets an offer he can't refuse from the Falcons. And when it comes to drafting a rookie, the ones that you identify are just unobtainable, meaning nobody will let you trade up into the top three or just simply they get drafted before you can even have a chance. Maybe four guys go before. Who knows? What do you think the Vikings should do if they if they see Kirk walk and they don't get their guy in the first round? You go bridge guy. You, you sign one. I'm, I don't think you can. I don't think that you can say you feel forced into like um, exceeding what the Falcons potentially offer because you're scared. Plus, I'll go back to what I keep saying. I think the Vikings are in a prime position now to retool in a fairly significant way without a lot of long-term hurt. Like this team needs... On defense, interior help, potentially edge help. And even with the Neil Hunter back, they might need edge help. They need cornerback help. And I'm not just talking starters. I'm talking depth, okay? So, in my opinion, this is the time to address that. Doesn't mean that you're going to be terrible in 2024. Are you going to be great? Probably not. But, I mean, this is then bounce back in 25 and be strong. But if I if I have to have a cheaper bridge quarterback for a year... I don't think that's like some like, oh, my God, this is a Super Bowl team with Kirk. Uh, But if it's Gardner Minshew, it's a non-playoff team. Is Kirk going to move the needle that much in one year? That's what I would examine and look at. And my response is, yes, he's he's better than Minshew, but I don't think he's going to get you to a Super Bowl. Well, and the timelines here, you, this is the other part. You can't really put these two timelines together. The Kirk Cousins timeline is two months before the NFL draft timeline. Yep. So you, you're going to know in one month from now, your free agency opens up in like five weeks. Mm-hmm. You're going to know in a month what's happening with Kirk. Like it's, You're not going to get to the draft and you're like still waiting on Kirk to make a decision. He's going to sign with someone for a boatload of money like the second week in March Almost certainly, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you don't get him, you're not going to just go two more months with only Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall on your roster and desperate to get a quarterback. You're going to sign, and I know that people are going to cringe at this, but you're going to sign Ryan Tannehill for a year or Judd mentioned Gardner Minshew, Jacoby Brissett. You're going to sign a competent top 40 quarterback and take your chances and see what happens in the draft, right? Yeah, they, they wouldn't just let Kirk, let's say free agency opens, day three, Kirk signs with the Falcons. 
Um, they definitely would not just be holding out. Well, we have Nick Mullins and Jaron Holland. We're going to wait until pick 11 to address this need, or we're going to wait till the draft night to make a trade up. One of two things will happen. They'll just sign one of those backups, which they have done before. They have signed Matt Castle to deals. They've signed guys like that before, or they will facilitate that trade before the draft begins, Mm -hmm. right? Like they would make the trade up to three with a month of planning to go. And that would signify hey, even if we maybe didn't grab one of the better quarterback options, you know what we're going to do at the draft. We're going to yeah. take a quarterback with a third overall pick. They're not going to go to the grocery store starving, right? Well, but They're I, gonna... I think that guy's point is what Dex said. If they, if if in February and March they are making calls, let's say they're calling the Patriots, Chargers or something like that, and those teams are like, we need more, 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 and the Vikings fi- finally uh, cry uncle and say we can't, then then – okay, you're not going to get one of the top QBs, then Kirk leaves. But to our point, at that point in time, you're prepared to sign a bridge guy. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. And you're going to get it's, it's not like there's only two quarterbacks that are draftable here. There's there might be five or six first yeah. round grade quarterbacks. If you want J.J. McCarthy, you can get J.J. McCarthy. Well, and here's my question, too, though, to go back to the 2024 season. Is there an expectation that if they bring back Kirk, their Super Bowl team like that, that that's my question. Like how much if you're going to win nine games with Kirk? or six games, or seven games without Kirk. What's the big difference? You just you just brought up a great question, because you just brought up the question that we all asked six years ago, which is, is Kirk Cousins, as a new free agent signing with the Vikings, the final piece to get this thing over the hump into the Super Bowl, right? Is that the case right now? Because I, I, I mean, I think that's a legitimate discussion among Vikings fans, which is, well, I mean, the Vikings were red hot, and then he went down... And the season kind of derailed after he went down. So once he comes back, the Vikings can continue on their Super Bowl trek. Do you think adding Kirk Cousins to this current team as constructed, let's say you bring Daniil back, and then you get the number 11 overall pick, right? Is adding Kirk Cousins to that a a Super Bowl contending team? No, I I think fans do look at that because of the state of the NFC. Even though the 49ers have been in championship games, the Lions have popped up here, they look at the NFC as a very weaker conference compared to the AFC. I but think that's what they look but, at. They, but, they, like, there's they, some top-heavy, the like, the Niners. For sure. But they, they are, I think even a lot of fans are just shocked. Like, the Lions, come on. They're like, but the Lions are legit. They look at the Lions as this one-off thing. They look at the Cowboys, you know, always underachieving in the playoffs. They look at Brock Purdy as overrated. They look at Sean McVay, maybe in the Rams, maybe Matthew Stafford is not going to be the quarterback anymore. They look at that opportunity as, no, 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 you just plug in Kirk and we'll run this back and we're one of those top five teams. I think that's way too far-fetched. But there is a faction of fans that definitely believe that. But then what they have to, I I think what gets lost here too is is this. So the entire conversation about Kirk largely, I think, starts with roster construction and, and like how much can be spent on guys. So it's not just like, I love Kirk or I, I hate Kirk. Consider, t- take his personality out completely. And let's just consider him a piece of a puzzle, okay? He's a huge piece. But unfortunately, he also takes away from what else I can do with my puzzle. If you go back, so for all of those who said uh, Kirk was outstanding, and if he doesn't get hurt in Green Bay, this is the playoff team, and they're going to, the, you know, they're going to make a playoff run. I have one question to ask. Did you watch the last month of the season and a defense that, by the way, partially is built the way it's built because you didn't have a lot to spend, and that defense declined? Injuries, because you have no depth. Like, you literally, like, that's a big thing that no one talks about. This team lacks a ton of depth, like quality depth. Um, Injuries and Brian Flores, who I think deserves a ton of credit, Brian Flores' defense started to get exposed because – professional offensive coordinators have no life. All they do is look at how to dissect what you're doing. And eventually, 
crossing routes. You find things, right? So, okay. So my question again is, if you bring Kirk back, and let's say Kirk's damn near an MVP next year, but you still don't have depth and you still have issues on defense and elsewhere, are you a Super Bowl team? Is he, I guess my question is this, if you're a big Kirk fan, is he Patrick Mahomes? Well, no, I don't even think big Kirk fans are saying But I'm saying if he's not, if he's not, you cannot expect him to drag you to a Super Bowl. This would be a much, to me, this would be a much harder decision in terms of bring him back at $35, $40 million or not if you had the roster that you had six years ago where you've got blue chip studs in their prime on defense, number one defense in the league. You've got Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs in their prime, two of the best receivers in the league, Dalvin Cook in his like in his early prime. I mean, it would it, it, it and that's why the initial decision was a no brainer. Uh, one more Kirk thing. There's a few more later, but just one more on this thread from David Goldiger, who's uh, David has sent a couple charged up emails. He's a big Kirk Cousins fan, so he writes in again and says, "I know I get frustrated from time to time. It's okay, David." We're all friends here on the show. Even if we disagree, we all want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl so we can all come together. He says, but I am passionate with all my Minnesota teams, just like you. And I admit sometimes you guys piss me off pretty bad. It is what it is. But I also have said before, you're all very knowledgeable. I respect that. I know at some point every team has to move on and figure new things out. And I know that the Vikings need to figure out a quarterback situation for life after Kirk. But I just feel like, in the end, he will be back. Don't you guys hold any stock in how much his teammates in the entire organization want him back and believe in him? I mean, every player who's been interviewed since the end of the season wants Kirk Cousins back. My wish is that Kirk gets brought back on a two-year deal. Jaden Daniels is the draft pick, if possible. Or you could go edge at 11 and then come back in the first round and grab somebody later. Uh, but what do you make of that? The fact, I mean, now Justin Jefferson actually in his latest interview said, saying, yeah, regardless of who the quarterback is, I'm still going to be me and put up numbers and whatever. Yes. So, but what, what do you make of just, and by the way, the front office can't want him back that badly. They've yet to offer him the contract that they've been negotiating for a year and they've yet to offer him anything that he's signing. So, Oh, uh, supposedly last March, the Cousins camp came to the Vikings like and said, because they, they did talk and said, here's what we want. And the, the Vikings said, hard pass. Let's put this on, on hold. But I have no problem, actually, with David's point, if Kirk Cousins comes back on the Vikings terms. Like, like if I, if Kirk. Well, what does that mean, though? Well, so they say two years and X amount, and they fill and and the Vikings say this is what we're going to give you, and Kirk says absolutely, I love it. Then I have no problem with this. See, I have a problem with the two year thing, because the to me that like the two year thing is going to be guaranteed across like, unless. Oh, but I'm saying that if, in my world, what I'm saying is the Vikings presentation might be a year guaranteed, and then a second year yeah. like option of some sort. Then he can come back. So and let's take you like to do this and we'll do it. We'll take the Kirk Cousins name off it. I want a one year bridge quarterback. That's what I want. I want a one year bridge quarterback and I want a drafted quarterback. And we could get into the weeds on like whether they should trade up into the top three or whether they should do what Thor was saying, which is just draft JJ McCarthy. The dude's awesome and he's younger. I don't want two years of Kirk Cousins, just like I don't want two years of really any like there's only a few dudes I would consider right now where the Vikings are at, like a multi-year, more than one year of guaranteed money. So if Kirk wants to come back for one year, okay, that's awesome. Come on back for one year. I don't think there's any chance he's signing a contract with the Vikings that doesn't guarantee him at least two years. Right. And by the way, why would you want to lock somebody in, Kirk or anybody, for a bunch of money for two years and wipe out 40% of your rookie-scale contract quarterback value? Like, if it's between Kirk for two years and draft a quarterback or Ryan Tannehill for one year, Jacoby Brissett for one year, give me the one year so I can just get into my rookie quarterback situation as quickly as possible. In my opinion, the conversations have to start with the Vikings presenting Kirk what they deem to be fair and Kirk saying absolutely yes, which he's not going to. So that that's the thing is, the uh, like, David doesn't include the fact that Kirk Cousins if he is going to bend in a major way, 
If Kirk Cousins, for the first time, it sounds like, in his entire career, is going to get involved in the contract discussions, if he's if he's going to call Mike McCartney and say, you know what, I'm going with you. We're going in. TCL. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna bend a ton. And Mike's like, that's not what we do, Kirk. And Kirk's like, but it is this time. It is now. Then yeah. I'll listen to it. And in yep. the second year, non-guaranteed. It might even be an option of some sort. Yep. Then I'm then I'm on board. I mean, the Vikings are in a spot where they need more pieces to build this thing out, right? Correct. They're not where they were six years ago roster-wise. And so they need help from him. They need him. If if they're gonna bring him back and they want to partner together and win a Super Bowl. They need him to not try and milk this thing for everything that the market would would warrant. And how many athletes in in the time that we've been following sports here, how many athletes have have you said, you know what, what the players think is like incredibly important? Kirby Puckett? Yes. Like this is a very small list, and most of them have and and most are championship caliber players, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I just, I think it's so incredibly dangerous. Just as Quazy said at the deadline last year, I surveyed the players, and they all said, you know, don't make any moves. We can Dude, win. Kevin Garnett wanted Joe Smith to come back on, yeah. uh, under the table. Exactly. Deal, right? like so LeBron James has stumped for a lot of bad coaches and, you know, bad role players. That's why you have a GM. That's why the coach is not the GM, because you want to be, it's, it's a ruthless business, man. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, you love Kirk Cousins. Yeah, let's bring the Boy Scouts back. You know, we're going to keep the group together. Some point in time, you got to break up. Sorry. Frank Marino says, super cool to have Thor Nystrom back yeah. for the attack. Amen, bro. A lot of good feedback on the return of Thor Nystrom. Thor Thursdays are going to be a thing. Yes. That was fun, man. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, and th- by the way, like, some people were wondering, you know, did you guys like have to patch things? No, Thor Thor had a great opportunity in the fall, and hopefully he gets more opportunities like that. Uh, we we love having Thor during this draft season, and we'd love to do more with Thor. And so right now we're, great. we'll have some fun between now and the draft. With now, Thor. I called him when when he left, and and we did get into a huge screaming match. Oh, that was you guys. A okay. huge screaming match. And, I mean, you know, <laughs> nobody put this out there, okay? But it got nasty. And I'm going to tell you right now, Thor Thursdays could blow up at any time. Oh Did you tell so, him Kansas football sucks? Is that what is that what sparked the, the debate? Um, well, I told him that. I told him that. I told him a lot of things. I told him a lot of things, many of which I regret completely. <laughs> uh, Thor, Thor and I will be going on with our friend Andy Cohn to hash things out, probably. Oh, watch what happens live. You guys yeah, are going to jump what happens on live. I love okay. watch what happens live. It's more fun than never the shows. Know. More fun than the show. It's not scripted at all, by the way. <laughs> we should do like a score North watch what happens live. It's like the after show to Purple Daily. Put in your applications for that. That could be fun. A Purple Daily post game show. Maybe that's on the docket <laughs> for this year. Uh, Andy Rep chimes in, says, do you guys think the Vikings have a problem identifying talent on the defensive side of the ball? I wonder if it's a scouting thing. The Vikings just never seem to be able to draft a guy on defense that's a solid contributor Aside from getting lucky with Ivan Pace, they just seem to get these guys year in and year out who never develop into anything other than an average guy. Bunch of jags. It's it has been a while since they've they had a nice stretch there where they were hitting Same. on like Harrison Smith and uh, you know Anthony Barr, Daniel Hunter. I think it was certainly Rick deserves blame, but it was interesting that the decline in the last few years of Zimmer's defenses also, you know, like Jeff Gladney. You had Antoine Winfield Jr. staring you right in the face. And and then the first the first quasi draft, I still think comes back to thinking that they were gonna get guys who fit the Fangio slash Donatel <clears throat> Bill of Goods system. And so Flores being back, I like a lot because I, I do think that there's probably now from his perspective a lot of say. In, the, in that room. And if you go back, when Zimmer was, when his defenses were clicking, that's what you guys are talking about. They were drafting some really good players. So Xavier Rhodes. And yeah. Yeah, they were. Unfortunately, I think Scene and Booth and that that group, Asamoa, I think that there might be a problem where those guys were perceived to be really good fits for what Easy Ed was going to do, and it absolutely blew up. And it's it's going to be a problem. Yeah, from like 2018 through 2020. Yep. Let's even go through currently through 2023. There's some encouraging rookies that were last year, but let's be honest. Outside of Josh Metellus and Ivan Pace was UDFA. Yeah. 
who has been a hit in the draft defensively for the Vikings over like a six-year period. Yeah, and Mike Hughes. Yeah, exactly. And he got hurt as well. But it feels like Mike Hughes is where the decline started defensively. Is that accurate? Because before the five or six like years before that, they actually 2017 was a really bad draft. It was Delvin Cook and then like nine dudes who gave you almost nothing. But from 2000, well, even 2016, J. Ron Curse produced more for the Cowboys than the Vikings. Mackenzie Alexander. So 2015, Trey Waynes, Eric Kendricks, Daniil Hunter. Great your first three picks in that draft. Mm-hmm. All three became really good starters. Mm-hmm. The year before that, Anthony Barr, really good starter. And then 2013, Xavier Rhodes, really good starter. 2012, Harrison Smith. So you had like a four-year period where you nailed all these dudes, and they all were emerging into their prime at the same time. Yeah, they need a... They need a hit on defense. It's, they, they need like a defensive yeah. tackle hit or something this year. Uh, let's see here. David Jurgensen says, instead of show us your cans, he sends us a picture of a show us your koozie. Had my bachelor party last weekend in Stillwater and used custom koozies as an unofficial shout out to Purple Daily. So I wish I, I should have sent Dex the picture, but it's these like Purple Daily koozies with just one before I die. And it's a wedding ring. <laughs> Pretty clever. Props to my beautiful... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, my brother loves, like, has, I'm not exaggerating, probably two dozens, two dozen koozies in his drawer that he loves. Loves, loves, loves them. Absolutely loves a koozie. I'm not a koozie guy, but... I'm not either. I'm not either. I like like the good sweat of a beer can. I don't know, and some people don't like it, which is why they want the koozie. I love a good sweat down that beer can. You want to to feel that beer perspiring into your hand. Yes, your bare flesh. Props to my beautiful fiance Molly for helping to design them, even though uh, she's a fan of that gross team across the river to the east. I faced a sad reality a few weeks ago during the NFC Championship game. Being born in 1990, every single NFC team during my lifetime has at least been to a Super Bowl, except for the Vikings and the Lions. And the Lions almost got off that list two weeks ago. Despite being at least competitive for so many years, it just goes to show how deprived this franchise has been. Add it to the list of reasons. It's time to move on from Cousins and fill some holes in our roster. Just being good enough to get into the playoffs isn't going to get us the big dance. Only two Amen. NFC teams since wow. 1990, Vikings and Lions. Wow. That's embarrassing. And the, the last overall of the big four sports men, sports, the last championship came a year after that, and that's it. That's the other incredible thing. It's not just the Vikings. Man. Bunch of self-loathing Minnesota sports fans here. Uh, there's a there's a bunch more we're going to get into, but let's shout out our friends at Livia here, Judd, helping Purple Daily listeners lose a bunch of weight and change their lives. Yep, like Sports Dad right there, a couple of, uh, years back, dropped 40 pounds, and they are now offering breakthrough weight loss medications in their center locations. Their new medical weight loss program offers what is called GLP-1 Medications that will support you in overcoming those biological barriers that can make dropping weight so difficult. It's this simple. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A-Livia.com. Livia.com. That is your first step towards weight loss. And not just weight loss, but they're going to help you keep that weight off as well. Check them out. And again, this new program, they're very excited about, can help you as well. Livia.com. Today, folks, the Minnesota Golf Show starts at the Minneapolis Convention Center. It's today through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow, Saturday at 2 o'clock, we're going to do a live onstage podcast from the Minnesota Golf Show on the Josh Arnold Investment Stage from like 2 to 3.30. It'll be kind of a Mackie and Judd Purple Daily hybrid uh, just for the live audience there. So tickets are uh, very, very affordable at mngolfshow.com. And there's hundreds of vendors and all sorts of experiences and equipment it's the midwest's largest golf show and uh, we recommend you show up on saturday come hang out with us recklessly speculate with us maybe cheers one maybe two at two o'clock on saturday mngolfshow.com boys dex is going to show up like four hours early and just yep. go by golf well, belts golf guy, is what yeah. he told us mm-hmm. Don't blame yeah him. i need a putter cover i got a nice belt there last year i've gotten a jacket there before it's legitimately one of my favorite things so yes now that uh golf season is 
I mean, you can golf now. It's 40 it's degrees been, here in Minnesota. There, there was courses open this week, for God's sake. Started so, yeah. two months ago, pr- probably. It's they nuts, they shut down for like 30 seconds. Hopefully winter doesn't start in like April. That's what I'm That's I'm worried that we're going to get well. yeah. some payback at some point. Yeah. But let's see. Uh, let's see. Jordan Anderson says, we need a Tim the Toolman Taylor grunt as an occasional alternate sounder to the uh, football one that you guys play. Football. When somebody says something super football-y. <laughs> You guys bad, watch actually. that show, Tim, the uh, little Home Improvement? A little bit. Not, not a big fan. Really? No. Uh, Tim no. Allen, just, I mean, he's fine, but I'm, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, that show, though, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. You know? That's right in your wheelhouse of, yeah. of youth, I feel like. Like, I enjoyed Boy Meets World and, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but I was also really young. Like, I watched, I caught more of those reruns than I did. Like, I was too young to watch those when they were happening live because that was, like, mid-'90s, and I was born 92. Yeah. Um, but I did watch, like, a good portion of, like, some of those shows. Like, even, you guys are probably going to just disown me or be disappointed in me, but, like, Saved by the Bell missed me completely. Like, I, I've, yeah. I've never really watched much of Saved by the Bell. I know. I you think you got to go back. You got to go back at some point. Go binge that thing. It's... It's a great show. In fact, if I could give you like just an impromptu, like '90s comedy sitcoms, in no particular order, Saved by the Bell, Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. I was a big Full House guy. Yeah, big Full House. Guy. Yeah, it was huge back then. Mm-hmm. Family Matters. Steve Urkel. Watch mm-hmm. some of those. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, boy. Maybe home improvement on that list. Step by step was another one. Suzanne with, Summers. Uh, Suzanne Summers. Duffy yeah. From Dallas. I might go I might go step by step in the mix there. Now, now to be clear, although I became a big Saved by the Bell fan, I never watched it on Saturdays. Because it, it was a Saturday morning show, right? I think then, so. It, yeah. And then T- it got TBS into syndication. Took it into the That's afternoons. where I was gonna yeah. say. So like Dex, you could catch up. Like yeah. it's it's not like we all I mean, hell, I, I was probably 22. It's not like we all watched it mm-hmm. d- during its actual premieres. It just got into syndication. And it's one of those shows that's an earworm, right? Like it gets in and you start to watch it. Yep. And then they do uh, marathons. So, yeah, it's not like I was, uh, I got to get, hey, Don, I got to get up on Saturday morning, hung over as hell, but saved by the bells on, which would have made me really, really weird. I mean, you are really weird, you but like weird. that would have made you changed. well, Even yeah, but creepy weird, over, by the creepy, way. creepy weird, though. <laughs> yeah, creepy weird. Now the college years was in prime time. Yeah, kind of, kind of failed. It's like one season. That was Golik's brother. Yep, uh, and Bob, by the right? way, Bob, so one of our most fun radio shows. We had Bob did um, no Mike, was Mike Golick was on our show and then Bob was walking by yeah and we gave Bob Golick a mic and we had like the Golick brothers were just on the show at the and, same time and Bob's great Bob's nuts yeah Bob's a little Bob played and Bob played in like the eighties too where oh yeah those helmets were a little thinner Browns right know? was he Browns I, I think, think Bob was, a was a, I think yeah because Mike was an Eagle an Oiler and a Dolphin and I think okay. Bob was a Brown. Mm. Uh, Steve Eisenbray says, how about this reckless speculation? Okay, we'll give you the, the safe space here. Reckless speculation. As much as Jim Harbaugh breaks up J.J. McCarthy, how about the Vikings trade for Justin Herbert and Harbaugh can draft his guy? I've seen some of this from Vikings Twitter and email yeah, here. There's a problem here. Well, the, ca- the cap ramifications. Yes. I mean, the He's Chargers. He's already being paid. And the, well, he's already being paid, and the, the actually, I wouldn't. He might be above that line where I wouldn't mind. He's so good if you get him with the right coach, some weapons. Like I'm, I wouldn't mind paying him as much. But I think the Chargers would have so many cap penalties at this point because of all oh, the the bonuses gotcha. and stuff that they've loaded in. Sure. So plus, there's been a lot of rumblings that Jim Harbaugh loves Justin Herbert. Yeah, I don't think you take that, that job. job to trade the quarterback who's there who's considered to, to be ultra-talented and probably a victim to this point of poor coaching. Yeah, and they're like they're kind of in cap hell, too. So would you sign up for cap hell and then trade no. Justin Herbert? Or, yeah, no. go you could go anywhere else. Fun speculation, but I just, I don't, un, until there's a credible report. Oh, I love the, the effort. Chargers are shopping uh, Justin Herbert. Dylan Olson says, uh, where the, he first of all says, it's a pleasure being here to recklessly speculate with us and all of you 
Dylan. Vikings fans. So right back at Reckless speculation. He says, where the debate gets interesting about drafting a quarterback is how best to acquire the rookie quarterback. The smoke signals out of Egan suggest that Quasey would be very aggressive potentially to get a top guy. I think that would be a mistake, and the reason why is the historical strength of this quarterback class. It's very rare to have five or six quarterbacks taken in the first round. I took the liberty of doing a little draft research to answer this question. If the NFL draft history, uh, in, in the NFL draft history, going back to 1936, it's only happened four times that five quarterbacks get drafted in the first round. 1983, 1999, 2018, and 2021. And he lists out, and we'll go back through, he lists out all the quarterbacks. If you take a look at these historically rich quarterback drafts, you'll understand why I oppose a trade-up. The draft order in these quarterback-rich drafts is basically irrelevant in determining which quarterbacks will hit. These could have been drawn out of a hat for all you can. Like, for instance, 1983, all right, there was six quarterbacks drafted in the first round. This draft draft came up yesterday. It was the Roger Craig draft, right? Mm -hmm. Not the Marcus Allen draft. That was the year before. Roger Craig draft. John Elway was number one, but then Todd Blackledge was the second quarterback off the Mm -hmm. board. Jim Kelly was the third quarterback off the board. Dan Marino was the sixth quarterback off the board. Yes. So if you were to trade up to get Blackledge, like you would have given up capital and you would have wound up with Todd Blackledge instead of Dan Marino. In uh, 1999, the Vikings had the 11th overall pick. They did. Now, Tim Couch was number one. You could have traded up to get Donovan McNabb at number two, and it would have worked out. But if you would have traded up to number three to get Achilles Smith, it would have been a train wreck. Instead, you stand pat, don't give up capital, and just let Dante Culpepper fall into your lap, right? Yep. And then more recently, 2018, there was five quarterbacks drafted. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold were in the top three. Josh Allen went seventh. And then Josh Rosen was 10th. Lamar Jackson was 32nd. So maybe he's, maybe he's onto something here that, Hey, there's going to be like five quarterbacks in the first round. Potentially mm-hmm. it's possible that like the second and like Drake may is a bust, but you know, JJ McCarthy is a stud. So why give up two future first round picks to, to gamble that way? Well, and what, what's intriguing about, about that as well is like if what Thor is saying is correct and Thor is plugged in and it sounds like th- that the league's opinion of McCarthy is much different than the the experts outside or the fans so like it sounds like there is a lot more steam that that McCarthy's a top 10 to 11 pick yeah um it also sounds like Penix is like a day two or three pick Bo Nix so- sounds like a guy who the media thinks is going to go first round for sure and might not. So like the, these are all interesting things, but there is definitely, I I don't think the steam that occurs outside of the league itself with people trying to predict, I don't think that's always as spot on as we probably, probably assume. The interesting one to me right now is this, because we're not to the combine yet. And we're certainly not to pro days is this Drake Mayfall. Like, I can't decide if that's real or is that outside noise? What's the, I haven't seen him falling a whole well, lot past like third, though. No, right? but he was, it was one, it was like a close one to Caleb and Drake. And some people, I think, had had a Drake and Caleb, but I mean, they, they were as tightly locked as you could possibly be. Mm-hmm. And now it sounds like he's the third QB. It's just, it's a really, it's an intriguing dance because you never know. What's real? Yeah, it is. And again, like, this is great research, man. I'll give you one more of these drafts. 2021. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of these guys. Like, Trevor Lawrence went number one. But then Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. None of those guys have been gangbusters. Um, but you could argue that Justin Fields is clearly better than Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson was the number two overall pick. Justin Fields was 11. You So, you, okay, well, we got to get up to the top three to get Zach Wilson, right, and give up two future first-round picks yep. or not. Or you could just chill and let the draft come to you and pick Justin Fields. So it makes you think about 
Do you really want to give up a bunch of capital to move? How sure are you that Jaden Daniels is going to be better than J.J. McCarthy? Is it worth two future first-round picks? That's the question. I think the interesting point is this, though. How many of these guys' career trajectories are different if they're not put into dumpster fires? Yeah, Zach the, Wilson the is Jets, taken yeah. by a team that's that, that's hell on earth. Well, Trey, but Trey Lance is the ultimate. Like, wow, that's a smart organization. Yeah, that's an yeah. No, you're right. That moved up. They gave up a bunch, and to to be able to absorb that whiff and still be in the Super Bowl oh, a couple incredible. years later is unbelievable. It's incredible, and to move off that whiff as quickly as they did. Yeah, that's the other. That takes that takes some serious cojones and confidence in yourself. To go to the guy that owns that team and it's like, you know what? I'm I'm sorry we gave up all, all this capital, but quite frankly, the guy we took in the seventh round two years ago is far superior. So let's just move on. Well, how about how about this? Because I think it was the next year is when they drafted. They weren't drafted in the same draft, right? It was Trey Lance was 2021, and then Purdy was 22, yeah. right? Yep. And apparently, in the summer of 2022, so Purdy had just gotten there. He'd gone through like the rookie camp, the OTAs mini camp, and I think Jed York, the the owner of the Niners, told the story that Shanahan came up to him during one of the practices. He's like, "Brock Purdy is our best quarterback." I know it, it's crazy. He's only been here. He was the last pick. That. He's the he's been here for like two days. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Gareth Phillips says, if what Thor says is true, and JJ McCarthy is the guy to take at eleven. Do you see the Vikings signing a running back like a Saquon Barkley? You have some extra money maybe to play with. He's a more versatile back than than Corum was at Michigan and could provide a game-changing weapon in the passing game for a young quarterback. If the Vikings go that route, I hope to see them get some great trench players as well. Would love to hear your thoughts about about, uh, Saquon Barkley in free agency. I love this guy. Like, It's a very small list of guys that I I would – consider paying the unfortunate thing is it's a second contract which in most cases is absolutely fine in running backs cases scares me more yeah he's had injury problems i would very much consider this but if he is intent on trying to like reestablish the market for his position which became a big talking point last year i'm not going to be the team that does that so again it's got to sort of be on my terms but i love this guy man I love this guy. He stands out, and he can do he can do all of the things that you want now. You know, and do they want to go get a veteran like that, like that, or even Tony Pollard, who doesn't obviously have as many touches as Saquon? Do they want to just take the day two, day three type of running back? But I think this is also a real look-in-the-mirror situation for Kevin O'Connell that we looked over those stats even too, not just as the head coach of the Vikings. When he's an OC, his teams do not effectively run the football. Like, there is enough sample size, like, to say that Kevin O'Connell is not effective at running the football. Those offenses are not. So, is, and does that come down again? Does that come down to player? Does that come down to scheme? Does that come down to having the, a veteran that's washed up? So they, I think it's, it's more of a KOC problem than it is. It's just plugging in Saquon Barkley or plugging in day two yeah. pick. It's definitely a Kevin O'Connell problem. Yeah, I listen, like if, if the Vikings were in a position kind of like the Niners were when they traded for Christian McCaffrey – We've almost gone too far now as football fans and media just completely dismissing running backs. Like when you put a McCaffrey in that offense, it it can be a huge boost, right? It can make you an actual Super Bowl contender. But I think it has to be more of a final piece to a puzzle. And so if if you're yeah. the Vikings and you've you know you're like twelfth or thirteenth in cap space, you know you got like nineteen million in cap space, and you got a gigantic hole on your defensive line, you got you need a left guard. I would. I would be looking to fortify trenches more before I'm signing a Saquon Barkley. I'm trying to look at teams that have a bunch of cap space and could maybe use a Saquon Barkley as the final piece to a puzzle. Like like the Bengals have a ton of cap space. Now they have Joe Mixon. He's 27 years old and still pretty good. So I don't know that that makes sense. But um, yeah, who's the team that has cap space that could pay him $12 million a year, 14, whatever it is. I mean, dude, the, the Texans have $54 million in cash. Oh, Texans price. are sitting pretty right now, man. Mm-hmm. Texans are sitting Super pretty. The one, the one thing that I want, along with, with the actual threat of a run game, though, and it's almost more important to me, is a running back in a scheme that can give you a screen game back. 
A lack of a screen game to me is one of the most confusing things. Like Kevin O'Connell, his play calling and coaching style screams, I can run a screen. And the Vikings are inept at it. I've never seen, I, I didn't know it was so difficult to run a screen until I saw this team try and it looks like a clown car. It's a, it's a very, it's a very finesse, nuanced play, you know, oh, it's clearly, I don't think Kirk always feels comfortable because you know, you gotta, you gotta let the defense kind of come at you. And I don't know that it's ever it been down. his, it, it's different than a check down though. You know, it's like, I know that was just a shot. I'd like to apologize. That was wow, an unnecessary shot. Complete drive by. I'm being a jerk right now. Sharif Stafford says, with some lackluster reports on the quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl, I'm curious how you guys feel about potentially punting on drafting a quarterback this year if we can't get one of the top three. Improve the roster this season, free up some cap space for 2025, and then start looking at Shadur Sanders, Carson Beck, Quinn Ewers, etc. in next year's draft. Let me take this and paint it even further. How would you feel if Kirk signed with the Falcons? The Vikings signed Gardner Minshew for two years. Mm-hmm. And it was Gardner Minshew, Nick Mullins, and it was uh, Jaron Hall is your quarterback room. And you spend your draft, edge rusher in the first round, defensive tackle, like trenches and vegetables. How would you feel about that? I'd be fine with it. Oh. I'd be uh, absolutely fine with it. It would be the first time in a very long time where the Vikings would go into a season with pretty low expectations. And I don't know if the Wilfs would be able also to stomach that. Now, I, I like the idea of building up still your roster, taking a lump in 2024 to maybe get your future quarterback in 2025. But I, I, I'm trying to maybe like 2010, 2011 Vikings. I'm trying to remember the last time where they just knew, hey, we're, this is going to be a transitional phase for the first time in a very long time. Well, I just saw a comment here, too. A couple of them saying uh, it's a no because you don't want to waste Justin Jefferson. Well, I would I would say a couple of things. What have they been doing the last few years? I'm mm-hmm. tired of this. I'm tired of this. Point. It's not about his stats. It's about winning, right? When you say waste Justin Jefferson, are we hanging a banner? Because he, he gained 1,800 yards, but they got beat by the Giants in a home playoff game. And I will say, okay, Gardner Minshew, not on the level at all of Kirk Cousins. So let's start there. But uh, Michael Pittman Jr., caught 109 passes for 1,152 yards and, like, missed a game or two with injuries last year for the Colts. So, like, Justin Jefferson would still put up, as he said on Radio Row yesterday, would still put up 1,400-some yards, right, with pretty much any top 35 quarterback in the world throwing to him. Can I tell you guys right now, because this came up with Kaprizov a couple of, of years back, same exact thing, okay? And now it's Jefferson. Ladies and gentlemen... These guys want to get paid. And if they don't want to be here, it's largely has nothing to do with wins and losses. It might be because they want to play in Los Angeles or New York or somewhere else. But this notion of, oh, you've got to build. I mean, Justin Jefferson, you go balls to the wall every year to, to try and win because, because of Justin Jefferson. Go back and listen to what he is saying this week in Vegas. He wants to break the bank. If he breaks the bank, he is not going to immediately then say, but Kirk's gone and now I want out of here. Like this has to do with their money. This has to do with where they live. If, if, if he doesn't like it here, he's going to want out. Does he want to win as a result? Absolutely. They all do. But there's this like notion that it all comes down to you've got to do everything you can. So every year your position, that's not how sports works. It's not how it works. Unfortunately, you're not going to be positioned every year. This team has far too many holes to just be like, well, if we keep Kirk and Justin Jefferson is, is happy, that's great. No, it's not great. But Justin Jefferson the, wants to win a Super Bowl. How do you do that? You build a team around him that's more than just one guy coming back who you think he likes. That's the thing. It's like he's been here for four years. And this notion now that like, well, you better be careful because if you don't bring Kirk back, you're going to be wasting Justin Jefferson's career. Well, he's had Kirk for four years, and they haven't won a playoff game. Correct. Justin Jefferson has not been a part of a winning playoff game. He's only played in one playoff game in yes. four years. Yes. So they're wasting him now. Like, to me, 
you're only perpetuating wasting him by continuing to try and do sort of the same thing on offense. So Yes, yes. And and the thing, too, is, and I keep saying this, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. If Justin Jefferson doesn't have a contract by training camp, he ain't showing up. So, like, there's no – if if you're going to have to trade him, if he's going to force his way out, it's going to be this summer. There, there's this notion that he's going to play next year and then become a free agent and leave you. This is football. Dude just missed, what, seven games? This six is games? Football. This, is this is football. football. He's not going to come back and play. You think he's going to risk his career, his livelihood? He's in for an enormous payday. Yeah. And, and, he, and, and you could be, too, on Underdog Fantasy oh! this weekend. Super Bowl picks, baby. <laughs> we got Super Bowl picks here. Uh, let, let, let's ride this one. You can also get in on this and fade my pick or make it with me as well in the YouTube comment section or uh, obviously the podcast audience, too. You can go to Underdog Fantasy promo code SCORE. Travis Kelsey has hit his receiving a yards prop like in eight straight playoff games. Uh, I, I'm going go, to ride Isaiah Pacheco, too. They're going to ride him with rushing attempts. And can George Kittle a little extra boost? Find himself uh, in the end zone on Sunday, too. You can make these picks on Underdog Fantasy. Promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R. They'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Shout out to Underdog Fantasy for supporting Purple Daily here on Amen. Score. Amen, amen. Also, Zero Res is here to support your uh, your house by cleaning it very deeply. That's what they specialize in. When's the last time you did something other than just like vacuum and a light dusting? Huh? How about a full deep clean? How about three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $119 and a free hallway? That's what you get when you ask for the Score North special. And this month, take $75 off when you get your air ducts, zero res clean, 952-0-RES or com. Say you want the Score North special and spell it forward or backward. It spells the same Zero res. Football. Two more quick ones here for you guys. Josh Salvino says, Judge speaks a lot on how KOC was brought here to identify a quarterback of the future. I've looked over a lot of press conferences since KOC was hired. I haven't heard one time that this was stated by him or Quasi that they are going to find a quarterback of the future. I have no problem admitting if I miss something, but would love to know where Judd gathered that exact idea. Because he is a offensive guy who played QB, and I think I responded to this guy uh, when, when he he sent this. Okay, he has not talked about replacing Kirk because you aren't ordinarily going to give chapter and verse about replacing Kirk while Kirk is here. But my response was this: Kirk Cousins is going to be thirty six in August. Okay, so do you really think he was that O'Connell, who's not that much older than Kirk, was brought here to? just see Kirk through his entire career. Like he is, you're going to have to identify a quarterback of the future. And Zimmer was a defensive guy who clearly struggled there and unfortunately couldn't stand Kirk. So to me, as my dad used to say, this one's common sense. He was brought here to identify a quarterback. If Kirk was 26, I mean, yes, at some point, but I don't think it was like, Hey, they're shaking hands as the as the ink dries on the contract. Now get to work finding that new quarterback ASAP. I think it was how long can you milk Kirk and get the most out 100%. of hundred percent, right? Yes, yes. But it wasn't gonna be like infinity. It wasn't gonna be that long. Like Unless, they're gonna you know, have to There's some Kirk great here. medical advances now. Maybe there's have you seen that movie Death Becomes Her where you take that potion? No. Goldie Hawn back in the I day. I remember hearing about I don't think I saw it. Yeah, you take a potion and you basically live forever. You, you yeah, like your your body and your like everything kind of pauses in time and you're in that's what we need. A a potion so Kirk can live forever. Thirty six years old. Kirk O'Chain. Just, just stay a court just stay like he can be the Vikings quarterback in two thousand fifty seven. Come yeah. back and come back. Wow, imagine. So like he, he eventually will, will there will be a day where he'll have been paid a, a billion dollars by the Vikings then. Oh, yeah. Well, and with, like, inflation and the cap going up, you know, that will, he'll own the team. That will happen pretty soon. He'll own... So, no offense, I didn't, I didn't mean to sound that condescending, but... A little, a little condescending. Yeah, no, it did, and I, I'd like to apologize for that. I didn't mean that. Uh, but Kevin O'Connell was brought here to identify a quarterback to replace Kirk eventually, unless you think he's going to be fired. Or to find a potion, a potion of some kind. Uh, Chuck That's Tritton crazy. says, y'all need to get Kyle Sloter on the show. So Kyle Sloter has a YouTube film breakdown prolific. channel now. He's prolific. We should get him on the show sometime. Absolutely. 
He was like one of the most popular. Have we used him on Random Viking yet? We should add no. Kyle Slaughter to the list. No, we have not. Did he no. ever actually play in an NFL regular season game? No. Not here, he didn't. He was My... Tom Brady at preseason football, though. Zim. He was. I don't think Zim liked him at all, so I think that played part of a role. Yeah, he yeah. he never quite got into uh, into a game, but he does have a YouTube channel. Maybe we will get him on sometime this offseason so he can tell us some things about uh, the Vikings quarterback room. Absolutely. All right. So he, he's got a channel. J.T. O'Sullivan still has one, right? Mm-hmm. J.T. O'Sullivan has one of the biggest uh, film breakdown channels, the QB school. It's good. Yep. He crushes, man. He does a great job. Yeah, he did a bunch of break. He's done a bunch of Kirk. He did a Jaron Hall breakdown or two that showed you some things, both good and bad. We have used so, JT uh, on Random Bike in the week. We have used JT. Mm-hmm. I gave you guys that one. I remember. That. I think I think I got that one. Congrats. I think I got that one. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. I took a lot of pride in that win because I covered him. Yep. All right, boys, that's a wrap here on this Feedback Friday edition of Purple Daily. Don't forget, come hang out with us at the Minnesota Golf Show, Minneapolis Convention Center, Saturday, tomorrow at 2 o'clock for uh, just a little little podcast fun with some, with some golf atmosphere. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Try not to be too triggered on Sunday. <laughs>